0: Why would I run to the wrong end zone, though? Because you're a big dumb idiot, I, and it's I, I a would really you rabbit. Like, what, what, what's going on? You know, that's honestly the sign of a good commercial. Which is, you can argue, it's the sign of a bad commercial when you can't remember what the heck it's a commercial. It's great. Just a I find it interesting that
1: LeBron James has a house in L.A. In
0: L.A., yeah, that's the So he doesn't
1: live in Cleveland, he doesn't live in Akron. Absolutely not. He's he's in L.A. every other time that he's not playing for the
2: Cavs.
1: Very interesting. Think about the technicality of that guy in court. He could sue the Mets because technically Mr. Met only has four fingers.
0: The equivalent of floor seats in baseball would be if they start selling tickets to where fans get to sit in the dugout. You have to rock the Kyle Guy man bun for a year. Welcome back, everybody, to Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. We are at Perp Sports Talk on Twitter, Perpetual Sports Talk on Facebook, and iTunes. I got to plug that one in in the beginning now. This is, our but style. you
1: didn't say the episode number,
0: which is monumental. Is it fifty? Are we? On I'm 50? pretty sure we're the big five zero. Wow, we're at half a century. We're over
1: the hill. That's uh, great. It's a Forty, actually. So. That is,
0: well, we still have another. We have another year of doing this. So let's not fifty. Let's not get excited. We, you know, fifty's great and all. But I want to enjoy the win, and I want to focus on you know one week at a time. One average age
1: at a time. life expectancy is about eighty, so of a podcast. I'm just gonna
0: go with human. Your were the just podcasts the are kind of the same. You're like connecting it. I would, I would bet podcasts are even we'll like, be, smaller. We'll be dead by eighty. I don't know, man. That's what another <laughs> half year. We'll see. Tonight's inspir. What, what we, am I saying? This is
1: our first time announcing the beer in, in a few weeks.
0: No it's not. We've announced the beer every single I don't think week. So, but no you're we crazy. Can go ahead. The uh tonight's tonight's conversations are inspired by Commodore Perry uh, IPA by Great Lakes Brewing Company. I got this beer because yeah, I wanted to the- make you
1: say Commodore Perry.
0: Oh, is he, a, is he a West Point guy? I don't know. I just I thought he had a funny name. Oh, okay. I was about to say, come on, he doesn't look like a West Point. He looks like a like a Civil He's War or not. British like guy. A revolutionary. Oh, British guy. Well, it's Great Lakes, Wait. so
1: he must have discovered the, Bra- the, the Great like Lakes. Something like that. British style IPA. His Majesty's Royal Navy in the War of 1812. There you go.
0: Oh, there it is. And that is, uh, well, that's just dandy. So, inspiration brought to you by old, old Perry. And... Talking about just the just the pieces tonight, obviously, we have playoff baseball getting underway. We're going to start off with a little bit of Nat's talk. And then our interviewee, first time ever in studio, we got Jeff. He's warming up in the bullpen right now. Yeah. Going to have Love him it. on Love very, it. very shortly. Other than Love that, uh, some NBA news. Uh, we're going to get into NFL, most likely, college football. A, l- a little bit of just a lot of stuff. It's like a sampler. Well, it's different because last week we didn't
1: talk anything about the Redskins, the Nationals, local stuff. We what did we talk purely about touched on? We talked about Rick Patino for about 55
0: minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. It was all Ricky episode. That's right. And then that was about it. Okay, so let's do some local stuff. Nationals baseball, they just named, actually, I think a couple hours ago, Steven Strasburg to take the hill in game one of the NLDS because of Scherzer's hamstring injury. He went out, I think, in the fourth inning. Two starts or like last week, he skipped a start, and now probably won't pitch until they go to uh, Wrigley. Game two. I, I don't. I heard game two. Oh, that's what you heard for sure. That's what I heard. That's I, the rumor mill. It doesn't really matter. Go ahead. Well, I was my my one thought on this really is this sums up the NAT season perfectly. No, it, I, I disagree. No, you did you didn't even let me finish. I already disagree. Where where do you think I was going with that? This is
1: like oh we have the injury bug, we're gonna everything nope. sucks. No, nope, that's you know, not where I was. You know, it sums going. up the nasty season. We're going to we're going to get over it. That's that's exactly what you're going to say.
0: I was good. Well, yeah, I was going to say that they faced adversity and they faced it well. Why are you like
1: Cuz this is this is good for the Nationals. This is good. I'm not saying Scherzer's injury is good. But Scherzer starting game 2 is actually the better thing to do in uh, for the Nationals.
0: In what world? Because then he can't come back and, and pitch again in the series. No, he can pitch game 5 on regular rest. Because they have two days off, he pitches game two. Okay, so day off, and then game three and four, day off. Oh, okay, and then game five is He fifth would pitch day. on
1: regular rest game five if needed. Now, if they don't need him, let's say that we win in the Nationals win in four. Now he's starting the NLCS game one. Game one, and now he's starting game one, game four, game seven if needed. Okay, so really starting your best pitcher, the Indians are doing it with Kluber. And so, starting your best pitcher in the second game, especially when you have a guy like Strasburg, who's freaking
0: tearing it crap up the second I, half of the season. I was about to say... Makes Sh- sense. Stras and Scherzer are virtually... The similar pitcher after this All-Star break.
1: Yeah, and we said that pretty early on a few episodes ago when Strasburg had that one start when he just looked mad. And you you even commented on it by saying, like, that's the first time I've ever seen Strasburg mad on the mound. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe he's turned a corner in his maturity and all that. I think we're right. And now he's just been – he's absolutely –
0: murdering everybody. And evidently too he was like pumped when Dusty told him that he would be he would be the, the game one starter. Like he was excited about it like he didn't assume. He didn't think like, he didn't automatically assume that it would be him. I uh, just heard an interview with Dusty when he told him the news he was happy and excited about it. They figured, oh maybe they go to Geo game one. Geo's sort of been on fire the whole year. Kind of the unsung hero of the Nat starters.
1: Overperforming, performing, but yeah
0: to me so what it's been overperforming for an entire year he's like the 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 little kid brother of the of a dominant staff who again is responsible for a lot of these 90 whatever wins responsible for however many wins he has 14 15 of them
1: yeah I, i i agree i think the nationals have a great shot they have the entire package um whether Scherzer starts game one or game two, it doesn't really matter.
0: And other than that, just around the field, too, the boys are back. You know what I mean? Harper, we'll see what he does after being hurt. We sort of went back and forth we were on it. Worried, you were worried about him. I was worried. I'm still I'm kind not, of worried. He worried. he has had a week of playing games, but, you know, not having that regular schedule of at-bats, it's I guess worried is the wrong word, but though I don't know. I I think uh, his at-bats I are just going to be on un-
1: the Cubs, man.
0: I hate playing the
1: defending world champions coming out round one, but you got to do what you got to do. Baseball, I love how it's so, you know, you win one series, the NLCS,
0: one series, there's no messing around. Yeah, one game at a time. Zobrist had an interesting quote, utility guy for the Cubs. He says, all the pressure this year, it's on the Nationals. We don't feel any of that pressure because we just – He's right. Now, could that work in the – does that work? I feel like that works in the Nats' favor. The Cubs feel like they don't have to put the gas down. Now, granted, they're professionals, it really and it's matter. playoff baseball. They're going to be putting it's the baseball.
1: gas down. It's baseball. So you win 50% of your games, maybe you win 55% of your games, and that's the best team in baseball. The team that wins 60% of their games is one of the best teams in baseball. That's incredible about the game. And so you you get that down to a seven-game series, again, five-game series in the DS. We said this multiple times before. It's crapshoot. Mm-hmm. It really is you throw you throw a dart at the wall and whatever team hit hits they're winning the world series could be the cubs could be the
0: rockies you just you just never know Unpre- Actually not the, not the rockies well right not unpredictable if if the wild card games taught us anything it's this it. it, it I'm not saying it's gonna be unpredictable, but who would have guessed? You know, between the two games, scoring what thirty runs? I mean, who'd have thought that? That's opposite playoff baseball. Yeah. So, you know, it's low runs, is pitching. So you know, who knows what's really going to happen in the
1: postseason. Really interesting. We had a conversation quickly about this last time. Was about throwing all of your Starters. bullpen pitchers. No, I'm sorry, throwing all of the bullpen pitchers.
0: Oh, and the Yankees had to do that out of necessity the because Severino crapped down his the legs. The Yankees did that. Like incidentally and, did that. And I bet Jeff and is gonna want to get Jeff is probably gonna want to get into Yankees baseball here Shaking in a couple minutes. Yeah. So let's let's put the Yankees actually oh. I, I got one thing about the Yankees. How cool Say would it, it be? now before
1: Jeff doesn't have the mic. <laughs> all
0: right. All right. <laughs> How cool would it be? I don't know. I shouldn't say this as a good sports fan, so I'm gonna like kind of whisper it, and nobody take it seriously. Red here. Sox, Yankees. No, 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 no. Nats, Yankees, World Series. Bryce Harper facing <laughs> probably his future team. You know what I mean? Is oh, there is that a narrative do that. there? Don't do that. Is that bad of me to to say that? That's that is bad. Either. Honestly, I'm saying it right now. I do, uh, I do love the Astros. Like in the postseason, just because cool story. I like Altuve, Correa. They got a lot of young guys. But I feel so Astros, Nats, World That's what I'm rooting for. Uh, Yankees, Nats, I think would be pretty cool. Because despite, It'd be and again, cool, I
1: guess, but the, ah, shoot. I should save this
0: for Jeff. I should. I like how we're saying we're going to save this for Jeff. But I'm not. And then we can, we're just going to talk about not. it anyway.
1: Why it wouldn't be good is because. Yankee Stadium is the worst stadium in the entire entire world. The first three rows of people that sit at Yankee Stadium are the worst people on this entire planet. Like, the worst people. Like, right behind home plate. Like, that crowd, I don't know if you you watched the wild card, was live. Mm -hmm. They were in it. The bleachers were in it. The bleachers, creatures, the judge, all hail the judge, whatever they do. All stand. The, um, the beginning of that
0: game sounded was awesome. like a soccer like, It was chance, awesome. Them call, doing the roll call with To the, the
1: ear, it was awesome. awesome. To the eyes, you were, I was watching it on TV, and I'm going, there's nobody behind home plate cheering. They all just stand there, look at their phones, and get butlers. It's
0: terrible. Yeah. They're the well, worst it's people ever. Because they paid 200 bucks to sit there. And more than that. More than $200. I guess They're in the, po- the postseason. Thousands? Really? You think thousands? It's
1: 250 bucks to sit behind Like, Nats. normally? The Nats... Stadium. In a regular season game. Okay. Imagine a Yankee stadium in a postseason game. They're the worst people ever. I'm sorry, Jeff. You don't have a chance to defend them. But, you know, uh, we'll give you the mic here in a few minutes and,
0: and you can comment. Okay. Astros, Nats, number one choice for me. Yankees, Nats, number two choice. What about you? Are you rooting for, like, besides Nats, you, you don't care? Hopefully it's the worst team so we get the easiest route. Ah, well, the Nats got to take care Who's, of business first. I, Nats, there's really no worst team that's a thing. Anymore. I think arguably you could say the Nats have the hardest route to get there with Cubs Cause then we got and, Dodgers potentially. Right, Dodgers or, or or D-backs but most likely Dodgers, Dodgers yeah. To so uh, play Kershaw. Other baseball stuff, I think we could get into when we uh let's you know what, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and bring on Jeff right now. We're going to bring him in because I think he's had enough warm up tosses going to jump right in. I think we want to do some baseball stuff, right, Jeff?
2: Yeah, sounds great. The Yankees had a great victory, 8-4. to It's a pretty exciting victory.
0: It was an exciting. And it was uh, all, let's see here. When the Twins go up 3-0, let's not recap this. Let's not recap this. Yankee Stadium. Uh, what do you think about the Yankee fans? That Scott said, Scott insulted your kind, if, if I remember correctly, just so, a few minutes ago.
2: To make like a, it's like a deep cut on the show, uh, you guys talked about Boston and kind of like the, the atmosphere there, the fans. I don't think you can paint a town in any particular colors, but New York's kind of intense. Mm-hmm. New York's kind of intense, Boston's sort of intense, and I mean, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of heckling, a lot of booing. We can, I, think we can, uh, I think we can all agree on that.
1: Okay, so no, no, you're right. They're an intense town. 99% of that Yankee Stadium wildcard game crowd was was great. Yeah. It was the first three rows in the camera's view. That was terrible. I'm, I'm talking about the first section. The first section where the seats, you have like a lounge. You got like a lazy boy.
2: Yeah, it's like a leather, and then you get your couple.
1: And, and there, there's nobody packed in there. I... I'm and you probably know because you've listened to every single PST episode. I grew up a Yankee fan. Yeah, my dad lived in New York. He grew up. We all grew up in New York, and we we had a great time. And I grew up a Yankee fan. My envision of Yankee Stadium is the old Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. where that crap was wild, <laughs> where they had to bring out the riot. The riot police and they had to bring out shields because people were pegging players on the ground you just you couldn't get away from it that was my view of yankee stadium and i saw that with the bleachers and the judge and everything like that but you said it off the air how much for a for a seat behind
2: i just looked it up it's one thousand seven hundred and eighty two dollars for a legend suite
0: For a suite? For a seat? Like, what's the... Oh, it's called the suites. It's just just called
2: it. It's like right behind home plate.
0: See, at Nats games, though, all that's included, like food's included, all of it's included, so it's kind of a steal if you're doing it the right way.
2: I'm about to steal 1700 bucks.
0: Well, yeah, you get food and like drinks and service.
2: Better be some good food.
0: I bet it is. <laughs> Think about how much money you're spending at the game. If I mean, if you could do that, I feel like that's not a bad way to do. It. But the reason, Scott, the reason why it's lousy fans is because they can spend that much money. If you put the bleacher creatures in the first three rows, those clowns can't afford it. They can't afford it. It would look cool. It would look. It, yes, it would look great. But. Mm, but uh, it's just non-feasible.
2: The way to do it to me is the second deck of Camden Yards, where they come to you for the food. But mm-hmm. You still have to pay for your food. It's like you don't have to get up and go miss half an inning. Yeah,
0: know. then the then the tip is involved there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So more um more going into the bowels of PST. Weeks ago, months ago, we had a debate about wins and losses. And what it matters in the realm of pitching these days. And these days, wins and losses don't carry a whole lot of water. I'm more of the old school opinion as to why. But, Jeff, you don't think wins and losses matter?
2: Wins and losses as a stat do not matter. Wins and losses for a team is what it's all about. Right.
0: For pitching.
2: Ever since King Felix won the Cy Young, okay, 2010, he went 13-12 and and won the Cy Young. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that is baseball gurus, the writers, the people who know baseball saying wins and losses do not count.
1: I agree, and so 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 you're you're right on with that, you're right on, and I think you're the op, you're the opposite, and sean is was wins he was a way bigger wins advocate, and he can't defend himself right now, so it's good this is free shots no <laughs> but um. Shoot, where was I going with that? So you got Cy Young, right? And I know you wanted to get on this right here. Cy Young is the best pitcher in baseball, regardless of team record. Okay, we can can agree with that. MVP, and so this is my transition, is MVP is most valuable player. Now, I want to preface it by saying the MVP can be a pitcher. Sure. Yeah. It can be a pitcher. So the Cy Young and the MVP could technically be the same person. So MVP to talk. So I don't know if I, if you want to get into this right now or you wanted to stay on that wins and, and losses subject. But my transition is is MVP. And I know you want I didn't want to steal this from you. Is MVP based on your team's record? Does that have anything to do with it? And I want to hear your opinion, too.
2: So I think there are two camps here, and I think writers will vote on both sides. You have the, the one camp is if that player is missing from that team, how many wins does it cost that team? How much of a difference does that player make?
0: That's war, right? Wins above replacement. That's the stat that, that, that. that somebody needs to explain to me because I don't know what the heck it means, but it's replaced. The, it's the new batting average. And I'm such a. Mo- I feel like I'm sitting in algebra class going, duh, we're getting graded on wins above replacement. But, Jeff, I'm sorry, I cut you off.
2: No, that's cool. And that's that's a whole other conversation. Great. War is a great thing, but that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, I think the other camp of the MVP is just who is the best player. I mean, if you put. Be- in the entire league. In the entire league. In the
0: AL, NL, obviously, in their respective leagues. Right.
2: Yeah. Because, I mean, you could put. Babe Ruth out there with a bunch of five-year-olds and he would have a war, like wins above replacement of zero, right? The team would not win a single game, but Babe Ruth could still be the best player out there.
0: Right. On, yeah, on the team and in the league. But that's the thing is usually the best teams will, will have the best players, right? Am I not being logical? I think I think we have to dive into what we're
1: actually talking about here. Is the MVP race is that is that where we're getting at right here?
2: I mean, so I'm no, a Yankee I'm fan. not frustrated.
1: I'm not frustrated. I'm not frustrated. Is Aaron Judge more valuable than Jose Altuve? That's
2: what it comes down to, isn't it?
1: It really is. That's the whole conversation right now. That's basically that's basically what we're talking about.
2: I kind of wanted to get at the question without actually putting players' names in there.
1: You know, what is... You almost put in players' names and then get away from the question because is Aaron Judge... You take away Aaron Judge... To, in, in personal opinion, Aaron Judge is way more valuable than Jose Altuve. I agree. Is Jose Altuve a better baseball player? Probably. Yeah. But at most valuable player is not exclusive to just hitters. And it's, it's not exclusive to just like... To the, it's to the team. So it's tough. It's a tough conversation. I get what you're saying, but we need to get to the roots of the problem.
0: I, again, sorry. uh, Yeah. So the, so who's a better player? Again, imagine the Astros without Jose Altuve. Imagine, hold on. Imagine the Yankees without Judge. Now, Judge was a little banged up. They did just fine. Judge, uh, he, he 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 may as well have not existed after the after the uh, All Star break because the strikeouts, you know, came back to haunt him. But you know, Jose Altuve plays 153 games, right? I think if he's not in there in the 153 games, the Astros don't do as well. The Yankees were just fine while Judge, you know, couldn't hit his ass with both hands. The Yankees were just fine, whereas Altuve, we don't know an Astros team
2: without Altuve. Yeah, we don't know the Astros without Altuve. But here's, Judge played his best baseball the entire season, over the entire season, played his best baseball over the last month. Hit 15 home runs in his last 27 games. Right.
1: Really? That's coming back to, yeah, because it's it's coming around. It's, you know, yeah. Now, does, I don't know, do you know this? When do the writers vote on the MVP in Cy Young?
2: And that's a great question.
1: Do you have any idea? I believe it's before. um, So playoffs have no factor? Because do you understand what just happened because Jose Altuve just hit three home runs against the Red Sox. Did he hit a third? Did what? He just hit a third. He just hit a third. Okay. Goodness. So he's just hit three home runs. So, like, right there, you go, Jose <laughs> Altuve. <laughs> a separate postseason MVP. It's separate. Okay. Right. I'm just saying, if they were to vote next week, it'd be hard to be like, uh. You the see what I'm saying? One
2: dinger versus Altuve. It would be hard.
1: <laughs> it'd be hard to vote against that. What about the short guy home
2: Okay, so speaking of Jose Altuve, back in PST 35, Sean was listening to – what announcer was it?
0: Oh. Really uh,
2: overpronounces the name. Edwar- Ed- okay,
0: Eduardo Perez, ESPN. I mean, great baseball announcer, but man. with the, And he is – obviously he is – um uh, per, oh, man. I think he's Cuban, actually. And so he has the right to have a – Correct pronunciation, but yeah, he over over pronounced it for sure. I think that's what you're referring to, Jeff. That
2: is exactly what I'm referring to. So he said Jose Altuve was second all time for a batter five six. That's his height, five six or mm-hmm. under. And the number one batter, who was also five six, his name is Hack Wilson. Hack what? Wilson. What? Five six hit 56 home runs in what year? What? 1930. I
0: feel like everybody was. No to live I feel like everybody here. was 5'6 in, in
2: 1930.
0: <laughs> five, that was the average height in 1930, right?
2: No Aaron Judges walking around in 1930,
0: huh? Yeah, 6'7. I mean,
2: he'd be a god in 1930. I mean, he's almost a god now, but in 1930, for, so, for God's Hack Wilson is two fortieth all time in home run list, uh, with two forty four. Altuve is not even in the top one thousand. Oh, really? With eighty four home runs. So the guy, I <laughs> think, there's eighty
0: four home runs. Wow. Hey. Well, he just added, so now he has eighty
2: seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now huh. he's got eighty seven. Um, little uh, like an honorable mention with short guys hitting home runs.
0: Brian Eli Roberts. Vera,
2: Yogi Berra was Logi. only one inch taller, and he's got 358 home runs. He's 5'7"? Fine. So people got no reason to live.
1: Uh, I get it. Okay, I get before. it. I get that we we had short guy Sean for like the first like somewhere in the ten episodes, first ten episodes, and that kind of disappeared. We we thought our whole show was gonna be segments, but that was that was what our original idea was our whole show is gonna be segments, and then we went the complete opposite way and said, all right, nothing is segments, and we're just gonna just do whatever we want, having a conversation.
2: Yeah, I was waiting for Ronald Torres to be the short guy Sean, but I guess it's you know. well,
1: how it's not happen. so so Aaron Judge is six seven. How much does he weigh? Do you, do you have any idea? I think he's 250. So Sean says he's 250. I, I would say he's a little
2: more. The interwebs say 282. Oh, 282.
1: That's actually a that's a big dude. You but you know what? And I was gonna I was gonna say this. in basketball, that's a that's a pretty average power forward, like NBA wise. For, uh, 280. That's why I said 280 is a little big. But if he was like 240. He's, he's looking like a basketball player. But still, like, baseball players are little guys compared to basketball players even. So that's, that's cool because Aaron Judge is easily the biggest baseball player that's that's almost ever lived.
0: I, don't, I think there's some pitchers that are bigger, but hitting-wise. Jordan Zimmerman, I think. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman, I believe, six and a half or, or close to that. Yeah, big pitcher. I mean, the big... Yeah, the big unit. I think the big unit was six ten, but nowhere near two eighty. But the thing is, when you hear six foot seven, two eighty, what do you automatically think about athleticism? There's zero athleticism. Yeah. Watching Aaron Judge play the outfield, and this is sort of a crazy. Even though I I was in the camp of Altuve, more of a more of an MVP, but watching. Judge in the outfield, he's not so much of a lost cause. Actually, plays a pretty decent, decent outfield and he moves around the bases okay. I like my MVP to be a very developed five tool player and not just have two or three things working well for him.
1: So, then, Jeff, to to your MVP, so your MVP in the AL is Aaron Judge, yeah. based on the fact that he's more valuable to his team than Jose Altuve. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now, John Carlos Stanton's. Probably going to win in the NL. Uh, I don't really see anybody else. Do you see anybody else that's a front runner?
2: I, I don't know. I think I've been talking so much about the AL MVP. That okay. I
1: so Carlos Stan pretty- has like what, 57, 58 home runs? Something, something ridiculous. He had 50 of 59. That's incredible, mm-hmm. right? Carlos Stan's team missed the playoffs. Yep. So to that point, a guy, let's say Anthony Rendon. Is whose team won the NL East? Won the won the NL East? Won the division? Who has a higher WAR? Let's say, is he gonna win? So does Anthony Rendon deserve to win the MVP over John Stanton? I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate to you because sure. I I kind of disagree with you. I kind of think it should be the best player, but I, I see I see your logic. But value-wise, yes. Anthony Rendon, if the Nats don't have Anthony Rendon throughout the whole season,
2: well, they're struggling. They don't have a third baseman. Yeah, with Harper's injury, and, it makes sense. Right. He so was a rock. The name of the award is the most valuable player. So that's the how team. I'd give it out. I'd give it out to the most valuable just Stick
1: player. it to your guns. I try to throw you off. You're going to stick to your guns. I respect that.
2: But it's not called
0: MVPTTT. Most valuable player to the team. It's most valuable player, and we're, again, we're not trying to throw anybody off. Just for the sake of conversation, now the term value. What's that mean? If uh, take 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 Stanton out of the Marlins lineup and. I mean, it's sort of like an embarrassment. Maybe Jeter doesn't even buy the Marlins if Stanton isn't there hitting home runs. Jeter's like, no thanks. And now so Stanton making, doesn't
1: want to stay. Making the playoffs then has, a, then has a factor in it. Whether you make the playoffs or you're just a crappy team. that So Giancarlo Stanton, they're a crappy team, they would have been more crappy if they didn't have Giancarlo Stanton. It's an, inter- it's an interesting conversation. You had a point before that wins don't matter. But... I want to hear why you think another thing matters more. So it's,
2: it's not so much what matters more. if For pitchers. I, we're just talking for pitchers. Just for pitchers. So the wins are what it's all about. But the stat, wins for pitchers, I think is pretty useless. Yeah. And, but, I, and I think since, uh, since King Felix won the Cy Young, you know, it's, the debate's over. What I really think is the <laughs> debate today is do saves matter? Saves are so situational.
0: Right. Theoretically, the closer the closer who has more opportunities for a save will be a closer who's on a better team, therefore has more shots for saves, therefore will have more saves. But it's not so much that as like the percentage and, and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, how many saves have you blown? Like, Doolittle, since coming to the Nats, I think is 22 for 23. Now, 22, right. you know, that's b- blown once. I focus on you blew one save. Not that you, you've you ha- you've made 22 saves as you blew one of them. So it's like with saves, it's like how many did you blow, not how many do you
2: have? I agree with that. I think that's a great point. Because blown saves really tell you something about their ability to help their team. Really mm. translates into wins, but here's a here's a scenario for you. It's the sixth inning, your starter's struggling, and you have runners on second and third, nobody out. Why won't Why don't you bring your best pitcher into the game? Ooh. Why don't you bring your closer in right there? Isn't that a more important scenario than the Zach ninth Zach inning? Hmm. I like that theory.
1: I like that theory. I'll I'll take that theory and one up you. Okay. You bring in your starting pitcher for the next day, and and it's the playoffs. Oh, I mean, Dodgers if it's the Dodgers did it with Kershaw. Right. Yeah. So right there, you're talking sixth inning, what, two outs, one out. You bring in your starting pitcher for the next day. You bring in so Strasburg goes six and a third, and you bring in Scherzer to get the last two outs. He's gonna throw hopefully ten pitches, if not you know, twenty pitches max. Not at the beginning of the
2: Oh man, I like this debate though. I I think he brings up a great debate. Yeah. So yet last night for the Yankees, the wild card game. I mean, you're gonna do it, right? You bring unreal. You have to. You have to. I would still do it. Game one. I'd still bring in my best.
1: I think so too, because one game series is in baseball. All bets are off. All bets are off. You can't. You don't think about tomorrow. You just. You got to win today to get to tomorrow. You don't even think about tomorrow so sick five game series seven game series you're thinking about tomorrow so there's an interesting factor that in baseball baseball's beautiful because of that because of that because we play 162 games and because there's five game seven game series in the playoffs
0: just a question on on that note it's the feeling of playoff baseball the, the whole idea, like you said, Scott, all bets being off, the way we feel watching these games, even when they're high scoring, how the players play, is there is there any possible way to duplicate this feeling 162 times throughout the regular season to make baseball this exciting every single day? Is that, po- no is that a dumb
2: question to even ask? I think it's a dumb question. I don't think. It, <laughs> I love it, got, it. I love it. So much oh, my God. Who
1: games. the hell cares? You
2: have so much riding on these games. There is no way to make baseball this exciting. I mean, it's, Scott doesn't even watch baseball until the All-Star. Oh, play. oh shit. wants <laughs> <on conventionally laughs> like playoffs.
1: It's, it was not a sports week this week. But, shoot, that's a great theory. Um, but, oh, shoot. Making baseball beautiful. <sighs> the whole idea
0: why what was okay? Oh, the whole idea why baseball is beautiful to the baseball purist and fan is because it's the grind. It is 162 games that sets it apart. To be able to remain interested is a testament to your character. It's it's almost a gentleman's game
1: in a way. It's almost like golf or tennis in a way, where in the regular season you're almost there to be courteous. <laughs> like, let's be honest. You're there. You golf clap. You have a good time, and then you go. All right, the Nationals are going to make the playoffs by about let's say half the year through. They're going to be like, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be fine unless something catastrophic happens. You golf clap. All right, Max Scherzer wins another one. Congratulations. Good. We got we got to save. We got to fix the bullpen. We ha- we have to do that by the trade deadline. We'll be fine. And so baseball is really almost a gentleman's game until you get to to the playoffs, and then. Then it's cutthroat, then it's riots, and then bring out the the boo birds and everything like that.
2: But anything in the regular season doesn't matter until the playoffs. Boom. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on what division you're in, too, because the Cubs won by six games. The Red Sox only won by two games. And there was a wild card race down to the second to last game. Right. If you're the Nationals, that's definitely the case. It's, you know, gentlemen's.
0: Yeah. 10, 15 games hardly mattered there at the end of the season. Another beautiful part about baseball is the idea of going from just the bottom of the barrel in teams to the top. I feel like that's another special thing that baseball have that other sports do not. Take the Twins. Now, granted, the Twins are out. They were one and done. They lost 100 games last year, right? I think the Rockies lost 100 almost 190 some games two years ago. Mm. And again, you know, poor examples for what, because both of them were one and done this year. But last season, two seasons ago, they were terrible. And then they, and then they bounced back.
2: Yeah. Parody in baseball. It's a great thing. It makes the sport more exciting.
0: We talked about Cy Young. We talked about
1: MVP manager of the year. Does Paul that Molitor. matter? Huh? Paul Molitor. Right. So does that matter right there? Because you got Terry Francona with the Indians who won a billion straight games in a row.
2: <laughs> no exaggeration.
1: Yeah. And then you got the Twins, old Paulie, who takes a hundred loss team to a playoff
2: team. Yeah. And they didn't go out and sign like a ton of big free agents or anything. They. they
1: See, so right. You can make the case that Paul was a better coach to the was more valuable to the team than Terry Francona who had a stud team, had Jose Ramirez and just raked the ball and Kluber who just is untouchable. Yeah. So it's very interesting. That that all
2: kind of wraps together right there. Yeah, one Where of the two up. AL managers is gonna get robbed.
0: Of course.
1: Of yeah, course. You can't give out managers. two awards. You can't give out two awards. LeBron James knows that.
0: <laughs> Can um What are we going to say? Oh, speaking of two awards, uh, rookie of the year and MVP. If we want to put Judge in both categories, are we going to see Judge get two, possibly? Yeah.
2: I mean, there might be some people who don't vote for him for the MVP just just for that reason.
0: Yeah. And and just because baseball is baseball and it's tradition like that, I feel like that's what we're going to see. Just a quick Google search. uh, Fred Lynn and Ichiro Suzuki are the only two players who have been named rookie of the year and MVP in the same year. Mm. So that's, so only, only twice. Are we really going to see it again? I would think no because, again, baseball writers are purists like that. No, not possible and struck out too much. I mean, that, that bothers me. I'm sure it bothers somebody whose opinion matters. If you're going to be the MVP, you can't also be leading the league in strikeouts. You just can't. I, I, that's, that's
2: not fair. See, you got to take the strikeouts with the walks. Oh. He's got a good eye, and what's, he lays off. Seven, Billy <laughs> I'm what's, saying walks. What's the
1: ratio, though, then? Give it to me. I believe,
2: I believe mm. he was leading
1: the league. In, in walks. walks. Strikeouts at
2: some point. i got to Strikeouts, to me,
1: really discredit it. I, he didn't hit for a terrible average. So you're off the judge train. You're down on judge now. I'm not down on judge. I'm taking him for what he is as a pure power hitter. Who's going to be a first baseman probably by the time he's five years into his career. Yeah, what happens when Bryce comes over? Oh, man. <laughs> they got to share the outfield with Bryce
2: Harper, right? So that's what that's what you're that's what you're getting at. Yeah. So he's got one hundred and twenty seven walks. Oh, wow, man. 208, 208 ah, strikeouts. He that's a 200. lot.
1: That's over one a game one and a half a game. <laughs> that's incredible. No, that's not one and a half. But, yeah, that's a lot of strikeouts.
2: If you take out his streak, I don't know how many games it was. It was his streak, like 30-something 30 game game, uh, 30, games. 33.
1: 33. So 33. He can't be, yeah. can't be MVP. Oh, he can be MVP.
0: I, I get it. Some double-edged swords, some other records out there. Uh, we have... Uh, Ricky Henderson, most stolen bases. Guess who was thrown out? Guess who was caught stealing the most in history? Of course. Ricky Henderson. Pete, what were you going to say about Brett Favre? Yeah. Brett Favre, who was a stud and had all these
1: great, I don't even know. He started all the consecutive games. He has definitely has more records. Does he have the pass record, pass yards record?
2: I'm pretty sure he does. One of,
1: he, has, he has something crazy like that. He's also, also got
2: interceptions.
1: Throw the most interceptions in the league. It Kind of comes with the territory. Is he is he worse because he's throwing the most interceptions? So we can we just
2: ignore it? I eh, I don't know. It should it, come into play. I mean it should. He's also
1: active. a rookie. He's also a rookie. Rookies strike out more. Bryce Harper struck out a lot his freshman year. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, play. hopefully. Hopefully, so these smug, these smug (laughs) Yankee fans can just shut up for a few minutes. Man, I just wish it would go back, change back, and I like it. I like it. They're exciting. Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge,
0: Burr, all those guys are exciting. One, one last thing on the Yankees, and then if it's cool, we change sports. But one last thing on the Yankees. Last time the Yankees made it to the playoffs, 2012. Last World Series, 2009. 2012. Haven't made the playoffs since 2012. Yeah. Right? That's like that's a drought, but the Yankees are still known as like the like you'll hear your casual fans say, I don't want the Yankees to win because they always win. Well, they haven't in the past four or five years. And it's these new baby bombers, which is the worst nickname ever, I think. How awful it's is awesome. that? Oh, it's horrible. You think it's you like the baby bombers? Yeah,
2: I hear it on the radio. Just like I, I love it. So it's a part of the team.
0: Does it, disrespect, does it disrespect the Bronx Bombers of the heyday more than the current Yankees players? Who is it disrespecting more? It's disrespecting one of them. I know that much. Call I just don't know Mades, who. Man.
2: No, I, I think it's, it's just young guys hitting home runs. You know, they thought up a clever title. They, they are the Bronx Bombers. They're still, oh. they mash home runs.
1: That's like, oh. I feel like
0: that's heresy to you
1: Yankees fans. It is. It really is. They're, they're exciting, and I'm not going to take anything away from these Yankees because they're going to be good for the next few years. They will be. The Red Sox will also be good, and they'll be there'll be a division rivalry again, which is good for the game, to be honest. But they're not the Bronx Bombers. Don't. If you use them in the same breath as the Bronx Bronx Bombers, how many home runs? Did oh, they probably made? more because the MLB in total hit about fifteen million home runs this year. Holy crap! Everybody's roided up on some form of HGH nowadays. I know, I know, but but really, they hit six thousand home runs. I'm not even exaggerating that number. Six thousand home runs this year, which is it's incredible. It's a little over six thousand home runs. So really, ah, ah, the Bronx Bombers, let me just let my small mind just take that as like for what it is. Like, let me just think that Tino Martinez and Bernie Williams and Paul O'Neill and those guys were the actual Bronx Bombers and not like Gary Sanchez, who doesn't give one crap about playing defense. Like, let's be honest. Gary Sanchez does not play one crap. Aaron Judge stands out in the outfield and just waves to the girls in the in the thing that they, they yell at him. I just I just oh it's just disrespect to the old Yankees that I love
2: in oh, my okay. heart in my heart. So you did you did fire one up for me. So I think that's a, that's a nickname for the team the Yankees. We've always had the home runs as a as a priority setting up the lineup. So it's not it's not you know that that core group of guys the Bernie Williams the, I think it's it's the Yankees, the Bronx bombers
0: gonna gonna segue that athletes of yesterday and athletes of today, Jeff, I believe again, going into the bowels of p s t wanted to revisit the discussion of injuries, how athletes are more injury prone today than of you know even before any of us were alive, you know. You know, in the, in the 80s, in the 70s, you know, rub dirt and get back out there. You had some thoughts and, and some logic as to why this is happening. Is it a thing? Is it not?
2: So I think this is a, it's where these two things cross, right? You have, first, the severity of the injury, right? If you tell your ACL, you're not supposed to go back out there. But number two, it's how tough you are. Mm. And I think as the sports have gotten to be more of a business and – you know, the big money contracts Players aren't as tough mm. I remember when More I was young okay. So Tiki Barber dislocated his finger Is that
1: why he's double so much? <sighs> God, it I'll just brush mic, that one so off he, so can't hear him.
2: he went to the sideline They sprayed him with Freon They popped it back in And he was out there He missed one play Thought that was amazing And I don't think you see that, like, today. That's a great bit. That's a great bit. Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. I do. What about Ronnie Lott? Going back to, like you said, the 80s. Ooh. He got the tip of his left pinky amputated, and he was back out there for the next season.
1: It's definitely a mindset. It's definitely a mindset, and that comes in with the whole CTE thing. We're talking about football here, where the whole CTE thing comes into play. I, I do think that's... That's the thing. Now, we've we talked about this off the air a bunch of times. And, like, I've always made fun of people that are hurt. Like, I have. Like, it's like, eh. Like, get back out there, you pansy. Like, keep playing. Like, you'll be fine. Until I, like, hurt my back, like, last month, like, <laughs> exercising. And I was like, holy crap, I'm in serious pain. And I know Sean's smiling because his old shoulder or elbow or whatever is just – he. We always talk. I never, I never had arm trouble before. I used to tell my high school players to shake it off, and then he, for the last month, every single time, he's like, "My shoulder can't move. I can't move my shoulder." And so it's funny. Like we've always made fun of guys, and we think of these guys as like as superheroes, as superhumans. Sure. Right. And so, like, they don't feel pain. Like, Derek Carr got knee in the back and broke his spine, basically, last week. And now he's out he was for... Practicing. F- he was, well, he was practicing today. Sure, but he's out for a few weeks. So, so you're talking if this was the 80s and 70s, he'd be out there. And I do agree with that. Sandy Koufax used to throw, like, 500 innings every single year.
2: Yeah, and not that's young. not an
1: exaggeration either. I exaggerate a lot, but
2: that's, that's not an exaggeration. They're talking about Cy Young uh, with the most wins and losses going back to her. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one. The other part of that, though,
0: with pitching specifically, is that guys didn't throw as hard in Koufax's day as they do now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the average fastball is in the mid to upper 80s. Guess what? An, a human arm can handle that, that repetition. Now, now... The Just the, oh, well, me, yeah, I'm just soft and I haven't done it in a while. But we're talking about professional athletes, whether they're tough or not. I'm not. I'll, I'll tell you that with no shame. But it's the idea of just the, the competition and the athleticism – the human arm isn't supposed to be able to produce 95 miles per hour, 500 innings in, in a season. It's just – it's humanly impossible right now. So I feel like, yes, guys are more injury prone and toughness is probably at least half maybe to do with it. But, again, another part is just the athleticism. Everybody's bigger. Every We were talking about Altuve, mm-hmm. five foot 6 He'd be an average player in the 30s with um, – what was that guy you were saying – 1930s baseball players always have cool names Hack Wilson Hack, See like cool <laughs> names in the 30s You know the old, but, but see I, I, So bigger, stronger, faster now So if you're running faster You have a better chance of hurting yourself Look at all the yeah. sliding injuries So again I think toughness has to do with it However I think just It being more Just everything's more
2: physical That has something to do with it as well yeah, I mean, I'll buy that with, okay, say the NFL. Linebackers are getting bigger and faster and, you know, beating up on these running backs who are retiring early. I'll agree with that. Baseball, you brought up baseball. Guy will chip a nail and he'll be out two weeks. Yeah, that's, I agree. Dustin Johnson slipping with his socks, you know, he's...
1: <laughs> so so. then, oh, I love that one. We've used that one a few times. So So what's your opinion? Are guys softer these days or...
2: I think like, it's a business decision Oh, uh, think business it's, comes out the money I need money, yeah, I'm valuable I think it's, I don't want to risk mm. Losing another 5 million in the off season So I'm going to be out for two weeks when I chip my nail
1: But does this, this trickles down though This trickles down to all the way down to like Little League You know, when kids say their arms hurt And you go, your arm is fine Like, it really is fine But the kid will be like, but coach, but coach, my arm really hurts. And you go, that's normal. Like your arm will be sore after the day after you pitch. Like you go out there, you you long toss and it loosens up and they go, I can't, I can't. But it's like, so you got to fight through. So I agree with that. But in Little League, it's not a business decision. It's like, it's a kid mind. It's like, it starts when you're young. And so then it's then the dad, the dad and coach and mommy goes, oh, Johnny, you can sit out. Instead of going, go long toss. Like, they, I don't know if they did that in the, in the olden days with Cy si Young.
2: But just long toss, I don't know. Yeah, that, that probably gets into the whole generation of. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, with the trickle
0: down, I'll say this. there's a difference between soreness and pain. Soreness is normal. Professional athletes experience it. And you got to learn sort of to play through that. I think most guys feel sore on any given day. They use their bodies for a living. Pain that's when you got to sort of take the day off. Mm. Kids don't know the difference between soreness and pain. They haven't been they haven't been doing it all that long. So they just get scared and they ask dad, "What should I do?" Dad wants to be a good dad. He don't want to hurt himself. You know, it's, it's it's probably just in the middle I think with all that stuff, you know, business or soft
2: or pain. It's it's right there in the middle and yeah, who the heck knows. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. The the thing here is if it's pain for these professional athletes, then so be it. Sit out. Mm-hmm. But if it's not pain, if it's soreness or it's something insignificant, that's cheating the fans.
1: Mm-hmm. So is there anything else you wanted to touch on? We got about a few minutes left. We got a few minutes left. Let's go five minutes on the NBA, and and give give us your best, man. This is this is your time.
2: All right. I mean, I feel like this one is going to be you defending yourself, guys. Uh,
1: shoot. Okay. I like
2: it. It's is, it happens ba- a lot. is basketball actually getting more popular? So I think this is Scott Docher's worldview being a basketball guy, thinking okay. that basketball is getting more popular. But viewership in the NBA is actually down 6% from the previous season. Oof. So, like 95, 96 was the best, is the most viewership they've ever had. Okay. And then it dipped until 06, 07. Okay. rose in popularity up to the 11-12 lockout and then has dipped in popularity to now.
0: That's funny. Players
2: totally dictate that. Mid-90s. Does that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, take the, take the mic. I feel
0: like when I hear that in the 90s, like that's, well, basketball is such a player dominated people watch basketball for the players players of personalities there's fewer players on every team you know you get your five starting guys everybody can name their home teams starting starting five on whatever basketball team and so when i hear early 90s you know i think i think jordan and and barkley and the dream team and then, of course, when those guys stop playing, then everybody loses interest. And then you said 07. That just so happens to be when LeBron James is drafted. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, that wasn't 07. That was 03. But that's the LeBron James heyday, right? He gets really good. He's established. He's, he goes down to Miami, I think, in 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 2010 or, or in 2009. You know, it's right there. So in my mind, I match up like NBA years with players and
2: why people are interested. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, the lockout, that's that's evidence right there. It's like it's determined by the players. It's great. Would any, and this is just a factor, would anything have to do with the
1: technology of streaming games, of highlights, of anything like that? Because NFL ratings are down. MLB ratings are down. So the three major sports, I'm pretty sure NHL, don't quote me on this, but the NHL ratings are up. But that's just because that's the sport's growing more popular. But as far as MLB, NBA and NFL which is the most popular are going down which is interesting and that is a there's an underlying factor there as far as the NBA I don't really see a time where the NBA is has been less popular right now the NBA is so popular it's insane there is Right, and, that, and, and I get that. And I, and I do understand that I want to find a reason for it. But like I said, the other two, two major sports in this country are down too. But there, there's not a time where there is more stars in the NBA than right now. Yeah. I mean, Steph Curry, LeBron, Kevin Durant, there's, there are super teams. And that's honestly as bad as we say for the disparity in the NBA. That's good for the NBA viewership. It's good because everybody wants to be a Golden State fan, everybody wants to be a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Mm. And so that's good for the league. It's bad when everybody's 500, which is what the what you know, the pure sports fan wants, but it's it's terrible. So I understand, but as far as it's down, I really don't understand that. I really don't understand and I'm I'm not saying because I
2: freaking hate the NBA. I think they're a bunch of pansies. <laughs> So you said it might be because of the people who are unplugging, losing their cable subscription. I think that's a good point. I, I'm I'm one of those. I mean, I don't have cable. That that goes directly to viewership. But to the NBA,
0: I feel like it's so much publicity, no matter if it's in season or out of season. Drama. There was just a big, with, with the trades being go, going on in the summertime and just... Uh, yesterday, two days ago, it broke that the NBA all-star format's going to be different. I just feel like the NBA is a 12 month season. <laughs> it the is. playoffs.
2: The playoffs take 12 months, right? Just, that,
0: that is a good line right there. But, and that's another thing. And so maybe, yeah, the viewership's down for games, but people love the NBA. It's constantly in our face. Just again, guys players are so it's easy for them to be individualistic and everybody loves individualism these days. And that's fine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. And you mentioned hockey, Scott hockey's up, hockey's up. And even though viewership for NBA is down, I think I agree with Scott in saying that. And it's also being a school teacher. Kids don't want to play catch at recess. Kids want to shoot hoops at recess. Mm. That Everybody wants to play basketball. And it also could be an area thing. We come from the D.C. area. Basketball sort of dominates here. Now, again, it's just the, the 2017 era. Everybody's being diagnosed with ADD, ADHD. We, we're, it's hard for us to sit still. We need constant CT. Scott, you're such a jerk. <laughs> it's, it's hard for us to, we you know, we need constant something movement. There it is, NBA and NHL. It's constant movement. You know, MLB, that's true. you know, people can't focus for nine innings, and that's on them because it's awesome. But even NFL it is awesome, hard-hitting. We love that. The culture, we love it. But
2: 25-second play clock.
0: Exactly. We're, 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 we're downtime and then the timeouts. And then the review, NBA, no. It's the timeout real quick, 30 seconds. We're back after it. It's the
1: drama in the NBA. It's not, it's not the game. There's not many people that watch the first and second and third quarter of the NBA. Mm-hmm. There's not. Just like there's not a lot of people that watch the first seven innings of a, of a baseball game. People watch the whole NFL game because it's exciting. People don't care about the actual games. They care about the people in it and the drama in it. They, there's not a lot of people, and there are a few, so I'm not going to say everybody, but that watch for the strategy of the game. The intricacies of the game. They say, Oh my gosh, Kyrie Irving versus LeBron James. Oh my gosh, they don't want to play with each other. They oh my gosh. And they go, Kevin Durant is such a traitor. He's he hates the thunder because he goes to the Warriors and wants to get a ring. It's so dramatic. And you go, and the purist goes, No, he wants to be on a better team, he wants to run a better system, he wants to get more shots, he wants to get better shots, he wants to score more, he wants to win ch- rings, which all makes sense, but then you go, then there's the girls that go, oh my gosh, Kevin Durant betrayed his team. Oh my god, <laughs> and so it's just like, yeah, he did, and so it just makes it more interesting. Okay, and then you, of you Scott. You're like oh no, <laughs> no, don't, don't see. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that was off air, and I'm never gonna let you have the mic back. So, <laughs> so no,
2: to, to your point. The most popular playoff game in NBA history with TV viewership is the Thunder versus the Warriors wow. Game Seven of last year. That's, that's, actually cool. so you that's said a great stat. People don't watch the first three quarters. Well, people probably aren't watching the regular season. They're watching. They're watching seven. Thunder
1: versus Warriors. Mm, interesting.
0: Very interesting. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up NBA. As as long as, Are you cool with that, Jeff?
2: That's cool. Yeah. This
0: is running yours. I wanted to end with a would you rather. Scott, I'm going to lead off so you don't complain about it. You can think of one. I got, I'm i going to lead off. I got one very personalized for Jeff. Very, very personalized. Uh, so, Scott, you think of one. I'm going to hit Jeff with one real quick. No, just think of one. Just think of one. So, Jeff, your favorite movie of all time. I believe Anniversary is coming up, right? Can you just tell our PST listeners?
2: Yes, sir. The, my favorite movie of all time is the Shawshank Redemption.
0: And you have a tradition that's coming up very soon, right?
2: It is. It is. October 14th is when the movie came out. My wife and I watch it together every year on the 14th. Just so happens to be a Saturday this year. Very convenient.
0: That's a, that's a cool... Tra- I didn't even know that until we hung out a couple weeks ago. A, it's a cool tradition. So my would you rather. Would you rather have... The Yankees win the World Series this year, but you cannot watch Shawshank Redemption for a full calendar year. Or would you rather leave it up to chance? Maybe I'll just say this. The the Yankees get bounced in in the ALCS, and then you can watch Shawshank whenever you you please.
2: I thought you were going to say... Can never watch the Shawshank Redemption ever again, well, and I would still—that'd be take too the easy. I would oh still my gosh!
0: Whoa, he, he dropped a bomb right there. Really? That was that was the shortest "Would you rather" of all time.
2: Yeah, number number twenty-eight.
0: I bet I bet Scott didn't even think of one because yeah. it took so. Oh, here you go. I did,
1: and I was going along those lines, but it was it's it's weird. All right, so would you rather? Sit front row behind the plate at Yankee Stadium, seventeen hundred bucks. Seventeen hundred bucks at Yankee Stadium in the World Series, deciding game of the World Series, and watch them lose. Or would you rather sit at home and watch them on TV and have them win? That's a good one.
2: That man. is. That is. I'll take so you, the win. I'll take the win.
1: So you'd rather sit? I mean, I'm. I don't. I'm disagree I'm just playing devil's advocate, like we usually do. So you'd rather sit at home? You know, you have. So it's great. You're you're winning, or you go and you have a great experience. You get free food. Seventeen hundred bucks is free, by the way. You don't. You're not paying that out of your own pocket. Morgan Freeman and Andy Dufresne are there. Got <laughs> <a> little- <laughs> <laughs> We're, we got we got Shawshank Redemption there, sitting right next to. <laughs> <door. laughs> So we got that enticing, but they're going to lose the deciding game of the world series, or you sit at home and watch the full game on your couch and and they win.
2: Man, that would be an experience. That would be an experience, but I'm going to take the win.
1: Ooh. All right. That's respect. That's a true Yankees fan. I can be at
2: home watching their champagne celebration. Yeah. Get presented with the trophy. You You could. I I can take that.
1: You can live with that. Okay. Okay. Mad respect.
0: That would be a sad subway ride back too. I remember riding the metro after the Nats lost game 5 of the 2012 NLDS. That was the quietest metro I've ever been on. Mm. Nobody nobody looked at each other. Everybody was kind of just like it was even quite, it was even grumpier than like rush hour going to work on a Wednesday morning. Everybody hated each other. Glorious red line. Mm. Before we get you guys out of here with a little weekend appetizer, our guest, Jeff, by the way, awesome that he was able to come in studio, first time ever PST interviewee coming in studio. And if anybody else wants to be interviewed, more than happy to have you, but um, we'd
2: like for him to make an announcement that he has. And these guys have no idea what I'm about to say. Um, so I created a... Fifth website, I believe, that you all can go to as a uh, perpetual sports talk fan. There's the Twitter, there's the Facebook. They got it on Podbean, but now you have a Patreon web page.
0: Patreon, hold on a second. So if I Google Patreon, oh Patreon, and then perpetual sports talk,
2: it's uh, at uh, slash Perp Talk is your page. Really. And do you guys know what Patreon is?
0: No, explain to us and the listeners.
2: All right. In case you haven't heard of Patreon, this day and age is the very best place to be if you're a creative person. You got DeviantArt, you got YouTube. You can be an independent creator and and create freely on the internet. Okay. What's really hard to do is to make a living doing it. So Patreon is set up to provide to content creators that you care about, that you like. And what I've done is I've set up a uh, a donation for every time that you guys post, $1 comes out of my checking account and goes to your Patreon account.
0: All right, okay. All right. Sweet. So so we'll talk about funds.
1: So you'd be out 50 bucks in a year, basically.
2: Absolutely. Oh, 50 bucks a year. <laughs> oh, and that's, come on. So this, this podcast, I have wa- listened to your entire backlog in the last, like, five days.
0: And yes, it is worth, moderation.
2: It's worth more than a dollar to me oh, when I get to Jeff. listen on my, my Friday morning commute. That's the line right there. It's Jeez, uh, that is pretty awesome. So I get to make uh, PST history. By being the first one in the studio, and I get to be the first one to donate to your Patreon account. Wow,
0: in, in multiple ways. In multiple ways. I feel like I should be playing the sound bite right now, but my soundboard expired because, <laughs> because the podcast... The,
1: With his Patreon account, we might be able to buy our soundboard back. <laughs> With a few more Patreons. <laughs> you know, Jeff, you're going to have to post a link. Sure. Or, we'll, I mean, we will post the link in the... In the description and the title and of course this is an amazing thing that he's given us. I don't know how big this is going to get but it's awesome.
0: And just to make this clear the way my brain is understanding it is this podcast is still free to listen to. Yes. You can click on it iTunes, Podbean, whatever the links. It's still free.
2: It's just Jeff is now our guy. (laughs) So make no mistake it's still free but if it's worth more than a dollar to you. If, you know, if it's if it's worth X amount, wow, to listen on Friday morning. It's just not just donate X divided you. by two. You know, just give give a little bit back to the the, the hosts that you appreciate. Could people donate a penny? Because that's about what it's what it's worth.
1: <laughs> how small? What's the what's the smallest amount people could donate? To- <laughs> a, Stanley <Nickel. laughs> a Stanley nickel. What's so true bucks? to Stanley nickels. I think it's in dollars only. Uh, Wow. That's incredible. Well, if you also want to, you could also give Sean and I a dollar. You could just hand us a dollar if you feel that inclined (laughs) because you probably know us.
2: They won't refuse it.
1: (laughs) But if it's taking out of your checking account, man, hey, we we won't refuse. And that is awesome. That is a very grateful thing you did A very humble sports podcast between two schlubs in a basement at his mom's house.
0: (laughs) Still a lot of fun. And we're going to end it the way we normally end it with our weekend appetizer. Going to listen to some Dropkick Murphys. And we're going to tell everybody what we are watching this weekend. Scott, you're going to lead off and you're not going to complain about it. Jeff, you're batting second. All right. So gear up. The new guy isn't even leading off. I
1: have to lead off. But that's all right. All right. So the weekend appetizer is pretty easy with the Nationals baseball, playoff baseball. I don't think I'm going to go to game one or game two. I don't. I don't think I'm going to go to game one tomorrow unless, like, something crazy happens. Like last year and I got front row tickets and I wear my Expos hat. But unless something crazy happens, I won't go to game one or game two. I will go to a buddy's house An actual old fraternity brother, and go watch at his place. We'll have a bunch of beers. One of our traditions, actually, every year we've done this. We've done this for the past two years. We've we've watched. We've gotten real, real buzzed and real happy. And we've watched the George Mason UConn 2006 final or Elite Eight game. Yeah, we, we go on YouTube, we put it on his, his TV, and we watch it. I mean, we're absolutely out of our minds. But we'll sit there and watch the game. It's awesome. We watched it two years in a row, not in this time, but, like, it's been over two years. And so, like, he so he texts me. He's like, hey, man, come on over for the, for the game. Well, I'm like, cool. And he's like, I got the George Mason game geared up. It's going to be one of those nights. I'm like, Awesome. So we're going to watch the Nationals game, have a few pops, and then we're, we're hopefully going to go out to dinner and watch the old George Mason-UConn Elite Eight game that sends George Mason into the Final Four. There it
2: is. That's a good memory. You're probably going to know every play of that game. You're going to memorize it verbatim. And I envy you guys being able to go to the, uh, the Nats Stadium so easy. Uh, There is no soccer this weekend. Otherwise, I'd be watching Leon and uh, uh, Aston Villa, but whatever. The second time soccer has been mentioned on this podcast. Uh, Bruno, the (laughs) other one. That's true. That's true. Um, So I'll be drafting my NBA team. uh, My fantasy team. I know you love to hear about fantasy teams. So I'll be drafting my NBA team this week. And I got to watch the NFL, even though the Giants are out of it, just because of my multiple fantasy teams.
0: There has been, I'm sorry to cut you off, there has been one team in the history of the NFL to make it to the playoffs after going 0-4. And I forget what that team is right now. Sorry, sorry. But there is one team, I
2: promise. Go ahead, go. It doesn't matter because the Giants will not be the second one. (laughs) And I am very, very excited to watch the ALDS. Nice.
0: Going on to college football, because we haven't mentioned college football, I think, in two weeks. Navy's got Air Force first game of the Commander-in-Chief Trophy. We got two of the top rushing offenses in the country going head-to-head. Navy's undefeated. I believe Air Force is 3-1. Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis. I'll be watching that along, obviously, with you guys with the... With the NLDS cheering on our boys. Oh, I'll be this guy. The cap season starts tonight too.
2: I, I was going to go
0: So the Nats season starts, and I'm sorry, the Nats postseason starts, and the Capital season begins. There's something poetic about that, that I think any sports fan should recognize. So that's the end of our episode. Scott, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, where can everybody go to find more perpetual Sports Talk? Everybody tuned, this is when everybody tunes it out, but we're on
1: iTunes, and that's a big one that Jeff missed. I'm not I'm not bagging him because he's done a huge thing for this podcast. We're on iTunes, which is our biggest, our probably biggest base that nobody really gets to. iTunes, Podbean, we've re-upped with Podbean, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook somehow. I think we're still on Facebook. They haven't kicked us off yet. Murph hasn't done it in a while, but you know what? He still texts me once in a while about stuff i said randomly, and that's about it. I think that's all the base we cover. We're at Perp Sports Talk on everything. We're on Perp Sports Talk on Patreon. We will post the link. It's going to be awesome. It's a completely grateful thing that he did.
0: And we can't thank you enough, man. Well,
2: thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming
0: on. This has been a fun episode. Definitely definitely easy cracking the top five episodes of, of Perpetual Sports. So that was Jeff. I kind of want to call Jeff Sabermetrics Jeff, or maybe even Saber Jeffrix. For hopefully he comes on later in the, in the sports season, whatever. Definitely. Love definitely all of our guests are welcome to come back on again however perpetual sports talk new episode thursday night and friday morning for your drive into work until next thursday my name is sean and i'm scott